Hey guys, welcome to podcast number three. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, my name's Tamara. I'm a personal trainer, come elite sports masseuse, come businesswoman, come author, um, who's on a mission to make a positive impact and change the lives of people all over the world. Now, my motto is to have courage, be a good human, show kindness, and pretty much just do epic shit. Now, alongside my health and fitness career, my passion is encouraging, inspiring, and empowering people uh, to love themselves. I believe I'm here to push others beyond what is expected of them and further than what even they believe is possible. Today, I'm here to push the boundaries and make you think. Now, today's podcast is all about goal setting and visioning. So goals create our future. They help us grow, pushing ourselves to transform in ways that maybe we have never even imagined. Your life is not about surviving, it's about thriving, and I expect you to be great. Now that involves 100% effort, hard work, commitment, passion, and dedication. To be great, your input must be great. So get comfortable being uncomfortable. Your life is meant to be lived outside the box. It's your time to shine. So let's set some goals. Now we set goals to set standards for improvement, to focus our activity, measure progress, motivate and energize ourselves. Um, Goals now also form the basis of our decision making and help us grow. Now, I'm going to start by asking you two questions. They relate to your core values. Um, I've done an entire podcast just on core values, so I won't touch on it for too long. But basically, core values determine um, who we are um, and drive our decision making and actions. They highlight what we stand for, represent our unique essence, guide our behavior and pride like provide us with a personal code of conduct. Now, it might seem a bit random, but we will come back to this. There is method to my madness, I promise. So I want you to go into these questions without any predetermined ideas or notions. Just be true and honest with yourself. Think of this as having a beginner's or clear mind. So question one, what do you spend your day or week currently doing? So I want to know the top five things that you do in your day. Now, don't just write work. Um, What do you do for work? Whether it's I spend most of my time responding to emails or I spend most of my time writing or I spend most of my time having coffee and having meetings. Whatever you do, write them down. If you need to pause this um, and do some brainstorming, that's perfectly okay Um, or write them down and come back to it as well. So the five things that I spend um, most of my day or week currently doing, now granted life does happen and it's not always perfect and sometimes shit happens, but basically the five things that I spend most of my day or week doing um, are helping others or showing kindness, going on adventures or being in nature, cooking or eating, um, pushing myself and others beyond what is expected of them and what is believed to be possible, and exercising and working out. Now, out of these um, five things, make sure you don't include sleeping because obviously we all sleep, but um, the five things you do most when you're awake. Now, um, I told you that there is method to my madness and this is the link that we're going to link it back in. So question two, what are your top five core values? Now, the five most influential or important values to you that make you who you are. Now, there are no right or wrong answers. This is just the key to discovering who you are. So for me, my top five core values are the things that make me who I am. And if I was to tell you these five things, you'd probably have a good basis of who I am 
um, rather than me just being like, hi, my name's Tamara, I'm 30 years old, I live in Melbourne, um, I'm a personal trainer and I'm single. So that doesn't really give you an idea of who I am, but hopefully by telling you my top five core values, you actually have a greater understanding of who I am. So my top five core values are helping others, my spirit of adventure, honesty, hard work, and health. So as you can see, I've spent a lot of time um, on goal setting, on personal development, um, on trying to pretty much change my entire life. So um, my top five core values, I have worked really hard to make sure they do align with with the five things I spend most of my day doing. Um, so as you can see, they do line up. But sometimes closing the gap between your core values and the way you currently live your life requires huge change. So please be patient and kind with yourself. Um, it won't necessarily happen overnight, but I promise that it actually can be changed. Um, now, a good example of this is, for example, if you value family. So if, um, one of your core values is your family and friends, but you work 70 hours a week. Or if you don't value competition, um, so if, if competition isn't in your top five, but you're in elite sports or if you're in sales. So it's a pretty good eye opener, isn't it? So be kind and patient with yourself. But the goal is to align the things that you spend most of your life doing and who you are. Um, because obviously they're, everything that makes you who you are is going to help you be happy um, it's going to lead you to your purpose. It's going to help you be passionate. Um, so all of these things is going to help you live a fulfilled life. But as I said, sometimes closing that gap can be quite hard. So just be kind to yourself. Now, values are usually fairly stable. Um, they don't really have strict limits or boundaries. Um, also, as you move through life, your values may change. For example, when you start your career, um, success might be measured by money and status. And that might be your top priority. But after you have a family, you, that work-life balance might be more what you value. Um, so if you're feeling unbalanced or if you're struggling to stay focused or having a hard time achieving goals in life, the best place to start is working out what your definition of success is. So think of the most successful person you know. What makes them successful? What about you? When will you know you've been successful? Now, we get to decide when we're successful. We have that power. It's up to us. So you actually can't determine when I'm successful. Only I can determine when I'm successful. But likewise, straight back at you. I can't determine when you're successful. Only you can do that. You have that power. Now, as that definition of success changes, um, as does your vision, so do your personal values. This is why keeping in touch with your core values and your vision is a lifelong exercise. Now, a good tool for life um, is to ask yourself, does this job, opportunity, person, thing, or whatever it is, fit in with your vision? If it doesn't, then it's probably a great indication that it's going to take you in a different direction than where you really want to go. Now, this will help you decide what you need to say no to in your life. Now, once you know your core values um, and your definition of success, then you can create your vision. So what do you want your life to look like? What are the non-negotiables in your life? Think of this as the destination. And although you may be able to see a little bit of the road ahead, you can't see the entire path just yet. Now remember, as you take each step, the next step becomes clearer. Now as Martin Luther King said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step. So good thing with this is to keep your vision broad and unspecific. So what does your average perfect day look like? Now another key 
um, here is to focus on the word average. So it shouldn't be a day where you go on vacation, get married or bump into Johnny Depp while shopping in an African farmer's market, while riding your elephant and eating your activated almonds from the depths of the Vanania that have been twice blessed and carried through a tunnel on the backs of rare four hump camel. Yeah, so it's just your average day. So it should be a day that you want to relive over and over and over and over again without getting bored, exhausted or overwhelmed. Now, if you dig deeper, you'll take a quite a few insights away from this exercise. First, you'll obviously be able to clearly see little habits that you can start instilling today to get yourself closer to your vision of this average perfect day. Um, so visions represent what we want to create in life, not what we want to get. Um, so that's like that's a really good um, thing to remember, that it's the things that you want to actually create in life, not the things you want to get. Now, so one way to distinguish between a vision and a goal, because they are very different, is to ask, what's next? So your vision provides clear ongoing direction. So it's that destination. You can see where you're going. You don't really know how you're going to get there, or you don't know all the steps to get there. But you, you can see where you're heading. Um, and you, it's clear what you should do next. Um, as you take each step, the next one becomes clear. So a vision continues to act as a beacon, guiding you in setting new goals once current ones have been achieved. Once you've achieved your goal, a goal is finished. Future direction becomes unclear because that goal was the end. So your vision is the long term. That's, that's where you want your life to live. And your goals are the things that are going to get you there. Um, now, the other thing is that vision and goals have to come from a place of self-love. So many people seem to think that they need to punish themselves for not being skinny enough, fit enough, kind enough, perfect enough, or just enough in general. That's not healthy. While it's always great to strive to be a better person, you shouldn't start from the basis that who you are at the moment isn't up to scratch. You have to accept yourself and love yourself for who you are, and only then think about how things could be even better and how you can make the best of the gifts that you've been given. No self-shaming or beating, please. Now, it's time to set some goals. Now, I'm going to put it out there and say that anyone listening to this podcast um, actually doesn't have a goal right now. And you're probably sitting there being like, whatever, of course I have a goal. Um, do you even know who I am or whatever it is? But I'm going to sit here and tell you that you still don't have a goal. Now, let me explain this. So you get to decide if you want to be part of the 99% club or the 1% club. Now, the 99% club is every Tom, Dick and Harry in the world. It's those people that either want to go on a holiday. I wish I had a bigger house. I want to earn more money. I want to lose weight. I wish I was had a better bod. I, you know, they're just vague wishes and desires. They're not goals. The 1% club are the world game changers. They're the most successful people in the world. They're the ones that achieve their goals. Now, I haven't come up with these stats randomly. Only 10% of people set goals. Of that 10%, after one month, 80% of people have given up. And in the long term, only 8% of that 10%, so 0.8 of a percent, actually achieve their goals. Now, I've rounded it up just a little bit to give you 1%, but that's literally 99% of people in the world don't set and achieve goals. Only 1% of them do. 
Now you get to decide when you finish this podcast if you're going to go back out into that world and be the 1% or if you're going to be the 99%. It's your choice. I'm going to teach you how to be the 1%. So to be the 1%, your goals need to be specific. What exactly in detail do you want to achieve? Now it's the difference between I want to be a millionaire and I want to make $50,000 a month for the next 10 years by creating a new software product. Right Now your goals need to be so specific that if you were to give them to someone else and something existed like a grocery store that you could go in and get your goals, that someone else could go in and buy that goal for you and get you exactly the right thing. Now, for example, if you say to me, um, I want to work overseas. Okay, so I, I go into this grocery store. I buy you a ticket to Hong Kong and I get you a job for one day working as a barista. Realistically, you've now worked overseas. But have you achieved your goal? Probably not. So what you need to do is you need to be so specific that if you tell someone else, they could go out if it was a thing and buy it for you from that gross, that gold grocery store. So specific, right? Absolutely every little bit in detail because if they come back and they don't get you the right one, you haven't done your job right in being specific. Number two on what goals need to be is they need to be big and compelling. So many people say, oh, you know, we need to set smaller goals so they're more achievable. Hell freaking no. Set them big and compelling. You've got to want that goal so badly that you won't allow yourself to be discouraged when the finish line proves hard and requires hard work, dedication, and commitment to reach. You need to make sure your goal excites you to get out of bed in the morning. Your goal should set your soul absolutely on fire and motivate you daily. Now, um, a good example um, is to be big and compelling. If you look at a weight loss scenario, And you look at someone that needs to lose, say, 30 kilos and someone that needs to lose 3 kilos. Now, you're probably all sitting here being like, much easier to lose 3 kilos. Well, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. I actually think it's easier to lose 30 kilos than it is 3. Now, I'll explain why. If if you're losing 3 kilos, you probably have to rein in your eating and eat clean for probably about a week. You do a couple of times at the gym... Um, you know, you might go to the sauna, um, you know, start drinking more water. Um, that's pretty much all you have to do, right? It'd probably take a couple of weeks. In that three kilos, not one person is going to give you praise for that. You're not going to go down a dress size. You won't probably even notice any difference with three kilos on your body. So really like it's quite, I, it, you can kind of see where I'm coming from where it's actually quite hard. Whereas if you, if you need to lose 30 kilos, you've got to change your entire life. You've got to work out what emotional issues have caused you to be 30 kilos overweight, for one. That's where you start. Number two, you're going to have to exercise regularly, probably somewhere between four to five times a week for six months. You're going to have to change your entire eating habits and make your entire lifestyle revolve around being more healthy. If you lose 30 kilos, you're going to have like sub goals along the way, whether it's, you know, I can now do a push up or I've gone down one dress size or I'm down a couple of centimeters on my stomach. You're going to have mini goals along the way. When you lose 30 kilos, people are going to notice, 
not only will other people notice, but you're changing your entire life. So therefore, it is big and compelling enough. There is a reason that you want to lose 30 kilos. And it is big and compelling enough to actually achieve it. Now, the third thing about achieving a goal, it needs to be written down. If it's just in your head, it's not a goal. Um, There's something magic that happens when you actually put pen to paper um, and you write your goal down. Um, It's got to do with the way that your brain works um, and it allows this different kind of focus um, that actually makes your goal more achievable. Um, The fourth thing, your goal needs to be reviewed at least five times a day. So you need to write down or think about your goal five times a day minimum. Now, it creates a relationship with your mind to bring your goal to life. It keeps your mind focused on practical ways to progress and keeping your attention on your next actionable step. Practice builds progress. Commit to writing or thinking about them as a daily lifestyle, not a chore. Now, a good example of this is um, LeBron. Now, he, um, I've watched a couple of like videos about him and, and his life, and basically he trains more than anyone ever could, right? He'll get up, for example, I don't know the exact stats, but it's like, say he gets up at 4 a.m., he'll train for two hours from 4 to 6. He'll go and have breakfast. He'll come back at 8. He'll train from 8 to 10. He'll go back. He'll do some recovery, have a massage. Um, have some more food, refuel his body. He'll come back out at 12. He'll train 12 to 2. He'll go back, do the same thing, refresh, might have a nap, comes back, trains from 4 to 6, goes home, has dinner, whatever, Does then comes back out and maybe trains from 8 to 10, goes to sleep. Now, for every other person that would ever want to be better than him might be training two hours a day. Now, his whole theory is that No matter how hard you try and how hard you train, you could never train harder than him because if you add up all his hours, he's eight times ahead of you every single day, right? Now, if you think about anyone that wants the goal that you are achieving and, you know, you don't have to actually be in competition with other people, but this is, I'm just trying to use this as an example um, to make it a little bit more powerful. If, If someone else wants my goal, for example, um, so the, the biggest goal that I have at the moment, if someone else wanted that, now I can tell you right now that I think about that goal at least once, if not more. So like a minimum, I'm talking minimum once for every single hour that I'm awake in the day. Now I'm awake probably 17 hours a day. Um, so in that, in that 17 hours, I'm thinking about my goal and making that manifesting that in my head 17 times. Now, if someone has a goal that exactly the same as mine and thinks about it once a day, I'm 17 more times likely to achieve that goal because every action that I make in my life is directed at my, at my biggest goal at the moment. So you need to review your goal at least five times a day. It brings it to life um, and it keeps it at the forefront of your mind to make sure that your, your actions, your decision-making all relate to the goal that you're actually trying to achieve. Um, now the final thing is that the needs to align with your core values. So if your goal is to run a marathon, but your core values don't relate to health or anything like that. And one of your core values is family. Running a marathon requires the most crazy amount of hours of training 
And if you're out doing that on your own, but you value family or connection with other people, you know, it might not tie in with your goals. So you do need to make sure that your goals actually align with who you are to give yourself the best chance to achieve them. You know, if your goals are all money related, but money's actually not a big part of what makes you you in the sense of what motivates you, then, you know, you're probably less likely to achieve it. So making sure that your goals actually do align with your core values. And now the final thing, and when you think of um, your goals, so say you think of your big, long, life-term goal, your dream or desire that excites you slash terrifies you slightly, um, you then pick a date to achieve this by. So you've been specific, right? So you've, you've now set a deadline for yourself. Now, say your big dream goal might take five years. For example, I want to buy, say you want to buy a house, you know, I want to buy a house. I want to buy a house by 2025, say, or whenever you want to do, like whatever, whatever date that is. Now, what goal can you achieve in 2018 to bring you closer to a treat, to achieving your big dream goal? Now, for example, if it is buying a house, it might be, I want to save $10,000 to to put towards a deposit. Now, if you want to save $10,000, that's that's then your goal for, say, 2018, right? Now, the next thing is working out what your sweet spot is. Now, how many days or weeks do you start working hard toward a deadline? So for me... Um, my, my sweet spot is about three weeks. So I can, I can give 100% focus and dedication and everything to a three week period. Um, and it's, it's when do you, so when do you start sacrificing for your goal? And there's, it's generally between one week and four weeks. I don't think there'd be many people that would be able to actually stay 100% dedicated and committed and like nothing else matters other than that goal for probably longer than a month. Um, but it's, it, we're talking about your sweet spot. So if you had a deadline, when do you start giving everything to it? And a good, good example I use with a lot of the athletes I work with is say, you've got a grand final coming up. What point do you stop drinking? What point do you start training, getting there early? What point do you start doing everything you can to make sure that your body is perfect? Is it, is it two days? Is it... Is it a week? Is it three weeks? Is it four weeks? Whatever it is, find your sweet spot. And then how can you use that to your advantage? So for me, my goal is, my um, sweet spot is three weeks um, for pretty much most goals in life. Um, But when it comes to money, it's one week. Um, If I go three weeks, I'll find some excuse, like I'm not motivated by money. So um, my goal actually for money has to be per week. Um, But every other goal, I can maintain focus for, for three weeks. Um, and then it's it's how to use that to your advantage. So if I'm creating a goal, then and like I'm trying to achieve a goal, what I do is I break my goal up into three week achievable goals. So what am I going to achieve in the next three weeks that's going to bring me closer to my my long term goal? So that's what I want you to do. Is so you've got say your ten thousand your your house you're buying a house this year you're going to save ten thousand dollars to go towards a deposit. What's your sweet spot? Say for me, my sweet spot is a week. So for that, that's saving, I think it's about $192 a week. Um, and so then for you know that your sweet spot goal is $192 a week. 
So from that, then what you do is you make your sweet spot a little bit more challenging. You know, without going overboard, what can you do to transform your, say, sub goal or your sweet spot goal into something that's challenging and exciting but doable? So for me, um, say for savings, if it was $192, what I would do is I'd go $220 because for one, it's a it's a weird number, like it's not just a flat 200, so it's a little bit more challenging, um, but it's also a little bit exciting because it's an odd kind of number. Um, and so if I save $220 a week, I'm more likely to actually do $220 a week than 192 because it challenges me a little bit more. So you've got to work out what works for you in that sweet spot time. And then the most important aspect, and if you only take one thing away from this podcast, is what is your next actionable step? So what are you going to do today to take a step closer to achieving your goals? So say, if it is to save the $220 in a week, what is the next thing you're going to do to achieve that 220 Whether it's go out and get a new client or not have the avocado on toast today because that, you know, $18.50 could go towards that 220 Whatever it is, um, it's what your next actionable step is. And you don't need to know all the entire process of how to get to your long-term goal or how to get to the 10,000. You don't have to actually know every goal that you're going to, every step to get to your goal. All you need to know is your next actionable step. Because once you've achieved that next actionable step, the next actionable step will come. So you save your first 220, okay, well, what's my next actionable step? Okay, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this to, to, to get to my next my next goal, right? So all you need to know is what your next actionable step is going to be. So what I want you to do is you now know what it takes um, to achieve a goal. So it needs to be specific. It needs to be big and compelling. It needs to be written down. It needs to be reviewed at least five times per day. It needs to be aligned with your core values and you need to know your next actionable step. So think of goals in terms of what you'd like to add to your life rather than what you'd like to take away. For example, um, instead of making the goal eat less unhealthy food, focus on trying to eat more healthy food. You may subconsciously feel more deprived if you think you're taking something away rather than adding something good. And if you replace unhealthy food in your diet with healthy food, the same goal is actually accomplished. Also, it's usually easier to add a behavior than to stop a behavior. Um, another thing to remember is that a new year is not the only time that you can make a change. So before you start thinking about your resolutions and beating yourself up for not sticking to them, it's important to realize that there's no need to pressure yourself with the idea that you've only got one chance per year to get your act together and make changes in your life. A lot of people seem to be under the impression that if you make the wrong, wrong resolutions, when, that you'll be stuck with them until 2019 rolls around. And that's a pretty scary thought. In fact, all you need is to change is a new month, a new week, or even a new sunrise. You've got 365 chances in 2018, not just one. The other thing, don't ever set a dead person's goal. If a dead person has more chance of achieving your goal than you do, you need to rethink your goal. So if your goal is to never eat cake again, pretty much that, like, for me, that is a dead person's goal because a dead person actually has more chance of achieving never eating cake again than I do. So I would need to rethink that as a goal. Now, if you want to be great, then your input needs to be great. Your input needs to be phenomenal and outstanding compared to what everyone else is doing and what you used to do. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's time to stop making excuses and just be next level great. 
Your goal requires 100% effort, 100% hard work, and 100% greatness. Remember, 80% is not enough, and someone will always be willing to outwork you. If you want to achieve the best, then you must be willing to work harder than the best. So thank you so much for listening today. Um, I hope that you've taken something away from it. Um, If you do need any help or you have any questions, please reach out to me. Uh, My email can be found on www.tamarakennedy.com.au or find me on Instagram. um, Send me a message, share your story. Um, I would love to hear all about your goals. So I look forward to hearing from you and uh, thank you for listening in. Talk to you soon. Bye.